Hey y'all, I'm your host, Miss Nikki, and I welcome you to Something to Say, where we dig into topics that aren't really discussed in the church, but are felt and experienced in everyday life. God always has something to say to every one of us. What is he saying today? right into prayer. Father God, I welcome you today, giving you glory and honor, Lord, for this opportunity to share your wisdom and your word. Lord, I ask that through me that you would speak, giving your children the freedom and liberty that only your word can bring. Holy Spirit, reveal my experience and love and with your peace. Holy Spirit, give knowledge and insight to the people who may be confused about who and what they are dealing with. Lord, you said in your word that you did not give us the spirit of confusion. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Lord, empower your children today. Clarify your word, Lord. Decrease my words, Lord, and increase yours by your spirit. Father God, I come against the forces of darkness to expose this personality disorder of the enemy so that your people can be set free and walk in the power and the gifts and the will that you have created for them. I plead your blood, Jesus, to cover this message so that it will do what you intend. Father God, I come against every hindrance, every demonic plot and plan of the enemy so that you can set your children free. I am believing you for this. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Welcome back to another episode, you guys. Um, As you can tell by the title, we are talking about narcissists and what that actually is. Narcissism is something that um, I wanted to talk about ever since I was told by God himself that I needed to do a podcast. Um, I did need to do my own healing um, because of the experiences that I've had in my life. anybody dealing with a narcissist, you know for sure that it is very confusing. Um, It is mind-boggling once you find out that, you know, what you are experiencing, what type of um, situation you're in. Um, And I would ask that for those of you who don't know what narcissism is, I would ask that you go and research it. Um, If it is something that you are not interested in listening to, please exit the building now. This is a very sensitive topic for those people like myself who have experienced this. It is not easy to share with people who have no clue about what it is and, you know, no interest in finding out what it is. And I feel like the people that have been... um, a victim of of these particular people, they are very passionate about what it is that they feel. Sometimes it's very hard to explain. Um, Sometimes you don't even have a name of what this type of person is, but you know the feelings and experiences that you've had. 
And in many cases, it can make you feel crazy. It can make you feel confused. It can make you feel all the opposite feelings and thoughts that God um, has called us to be normally in the spirit. Um, So I wanted to kind of, in this episode, introduce what um, a narcissist is. Um, Narcissists are personally, personality, excuse me, disordered people. This is a personality disorder, um, and it explains a type of personality that all of them partake in. I mean, to meet one person and to have the experience and then to find out about others and this personality disorder have so many in common characteristics is weird. And so we know as Christians that this is definitely a spirit. This is not just, you know, psychologists call it a personality disorder. This is how they're describing this demonic spirit. But we know um, people that are saved and know that there's a spiritual world aside from the natural world. We know that this is definitely a spirit. So I am going to give um, Wikipedia's definition and then I'm going to just break it down from there. Um, narcissist, a person who has an excessive interest in or at moderation of themselves. Narcissists who think the world revolves around them. That's what Wikipedia's definition is. In layman's terms, a narcissist is someone who has a sense of entitlement, a grandiose sense of self, uh, self along with unrealistic expectation of others and of life itself. These individuals are frequently manipulative in interpersonal relationships, often presenting what appears to be genuine care and concern. Unfortunately, underneath this facade is a self-serving agenda. So we're going to go through um, different parts of what a narcissist is. There are what seems to be a few different types of narcissists. You have an overt narcissist, you have a covert narcissist, and you have a commanual a narcissist, an antagonist, a narcissist, and a malignant narcissist. We're going to be talking about a covert narcissist. So from my own um, definition, covert narcissists tend to hide their dark side. They tend to hide who they are and their real agenda for being involved with you. Um, They usually use people for their own gain, their own personal gain. There's always an agenda. But covert narcissists hide who they are. The other personality disordered narcissists, um, you can go and research and find out what they are. Um, I'm not going to get into it because there's so many different characteristics of all these different types of people. But the gist of it is that some of them, they, they don't know what narcissism is and they would never agree that they are narcissists because narcissists don't see anything wrong with who they are and to label them something um, that may have an issue that may seem that they have a problem or a mental disorder they will not accept. Um, The other narcissists tend to not hide 
who they are and what they are and how they treat others. But a covert narcissist will hide. They really care about how they look and appear to other people. So I hope you guys are following me because this is a lot of information to give. Um, You really have to break down um, these people and their personality disorders and what they are, who they are, how they came about in order to guide somebody out of um, a relationship with a narcissist. Now, we're going to speak on having relationships, being in intimate relationships with narcissists. Um, That has been my experience. So that's kind of the topic that I want to stay on. People have had experiences with narcissists, being their bosses, being um, family members, being friends, best friends with them. Um, They've experienced them in all different types of ways. But the one I feel that causes the most trauma is the ones that we are intimate with, the ones that we have an intimate relationship with. Um, So let's get right into it. It is said that childhood abuse or neglect or excessive parental pampering, unrealistic expectations from parents, and even sexual promiscuity often causes the, the start of narcissism. So this happens when a narcissist is a child. Um, different situations and scenarios stick with them. And so they become this person that cares for self. Um, and usually, um, like it, like I just stated, it is because they have been abused or neglected in some sort of way that makes them selfish and it gives them a sense of entitlement because they've lacked attention and, and love early on. They have um, a, a sense of everybody owes them something, you know, and so they use who they can to fulfill that need. Um, narcissistic personality disorders are a byproduct of certain childhood family environments. All children want their parents, all children want from their parents is approval. They want love and attention, like I just stated. Some of these families often have what's called conditional love. You may do something to prove that you are good enough, straight A's, talented, etc., all to make the family look good. Just loving the child for who they are is not an option. Adding pressure to be the best or nothing at all. So this is the type of families that usually um, narcissists grow up in. And this is what causes the early on um, dysfunction. So because I have um, compiled a lot of information to kind of break down what narcissists are, you know, um, what being a narcissist consists of, um, it's going to take me some time to get through it all, but stay with me, guys. Narcissists are unable, and again, remember, we are talking and speaking on relationship, intimate relationships with narcissists. Narcissists are unable to feel genuine concern or empathy for other people. This person feels no guilt or remorse and generally blames others for his or her mistakes. The response is usually extremely hostile and aggressive. A narcissist has a strong need for excitement, thrill-seeking behaviors, which can often involve the exploitation of others. Narcissists are experts at reading people, 
to identify their vulnerabilities. This helps them find a way in. Individuals who are soft-spoken or who are hesitant to make waves will have the most difficult drawing firm boundaries with a narcissist. Since intimidation is another common tactic, so it's another manipulative tactic that they use. So I have um, a checklist of some characteristics of narcissists in order for you to discover if you are dealing with one. So number one, they are self-absorbed. Act like everything is all about them. Number two, they are entitled. They make the rules and they break the rules. Number three, demeaning, puts you down and they are bully-ish. Number four, demanding of whatever he or she wants. Five, distrustful. They're suspicious of your motives when you're being nice to him or her. Six, they are snobbish, believes he or she is superior to you and others, gets bored easily. Number seven, unempathetic, uninterested in understanding your inner experience or unable to do so. Number eight, unremorseful, cannot offer a genuine apology. Number nine, compulsive, gets overly consumed with details and minutiae. So that's like, um, they aren't interested in small, precise, or details of something. So they, they're very compulsive in decision-making. Number 10, addictive, cannot let go of bad habits, uses them to self-soothe. Number 11, emotionally detached, steers clear of feelings. So narcissists lose interest as the expectation of intimacy increases or when they've won at their game. Many have trouble sustaining a relationship for more than six months to a few days. So these are some of the characteristics of um, narcissists. And for you to, you know, if you've experienced any of those things from a person that you've been dealing with, then you can kind of get some sort of insight on whether it's true for you or not. Because being with them is very, very, very um, confusing. They will lie and they will cover up. And whatever it is that you are thinking and you confront them with it, they're going to tell you that it's not true. They're going to tell you that you're not experiencing what you're experiencing. So it's, it's very difficult to deal with these people unless you've met someone who has been there and, and knows exactly um, they've had the same experiences. So um, earlier today, um, this morning, I was listening to a Jerry Flowers Jr. I believe he is a minister of the faith. And he had some pretty, um, pretty interesting things to say, talking about um, compatibility. And the reason why he um, was speaking on compatibility is because compatibility is one of the things that people look for when choosing a mate or when dating or looking for somebody. And um, he was basically stating how compatibility is not always the key 
or one of the keys to saying that you found you a good partner. Um, I'm going to uh, read uh, what it is that he said. He said, when you wait on God, you won't have to offer up your mental health as a payment to keep it. When he said that, that was very powerful to me because when you are in a relationship with a narcissist, you try to um, trick yourself out of believing that you're you're not dealing with what you're dealing with because this person is gaslighting you. Um, and, and gaslighting is one of the narcissistic, uh, abusive, manipulative tactics that they use to make you think what you're seeing and what you're experiencing is not true. Um, in the next episode, I am going to go into more detail as to what a lot of those terms, the, the psychologists use, but a lot of the abusive terms that psychologists have came up with. Because again, everybody has experienced, anybody that, excuse me, has experienced a narcissist has been through these different um, terminologies that psychologists use. And because the characteristics the behaviors are so similar. They've decided to name these behaviors. So I'm going to go through those later after I finish um, explaining what um, Mr. Flowers Jr. said about compatibility. I felt like this was very important because I feel like we are very naive when it comes to picking partners and, and, and thinking that compatibility is one of the things that we need. Um, and, and again, what he said was so powerful when he said mental health, um, using mental health as a payment because you risk your mental health dealing with these people. These people will really fool you and manipulate you into thinking that you're not seeing what it is that you're seeing. And what I've always said to myself and to others that I've talked to or I've, I've had the privilege of encouraging is that anybody who is willing to make you think trick you, manipulate you into thinking that what you're seeing and experiencing is not true is a person that does not love you. Anybody who is willing to play with your mind and make you use mental health as a payment to keep them around, they don't love you. And I don't know about you, but real love is something that I've always sought after because I know that I can provide that, right? And so... It's something that we should be looking for in a partner because it is something that God has gifted to us. It is something that God has made available to us. And he gives real love. He gives unconditional love. There is nothing that we have to do for the love of God. And so we should be looking for um, similar love. Of course, it's not going to be perfect because there is no perfect relationship. There is no perfect human. The only perfect one is God himself. And he's going to make sure whoever you're dealing with is not perfect. He's not going to have anybody that you can put before him, right? We are to put God and God's love before any love that we experience. But we want to be with somebody who is whole and who is suitable for what God has for us and where God is taking us, right? So he says, it's not about compatibility. It is about suitability. Suitability does this partner... The question is, excuse me, does this partner suit what God has called me to, right? That's what we're looking for. So is this partner suitable and can help me to sustain, staying on track to what God has called me to? Compatibility. You can be compatible with a demon is what he says. Devils know 
what you like to, the type of women that you like, long hair, somebody that's thick, somebody that's red bone, etc. A male, tall, dark, handsome, a beard. You know, we look for things on the outside, right? And this person can be compatible with that whole idea. He also said that the enemy can send you pain, gifted, wrapped in your preference. So you could have this compatible person, but they're going to cause you so much pain and so much hurt, right? But because you, you're you thinking, oh my gosh, this person is so perfect. He's everything I want. He has to be. God had to send him. We have to be careful in seeking certain ideals of our preferences and not focusing on the inside of people, who they really are. He said, compatibility is seasoned based in its based, excuse me, let me start over. He said, compatibility is seasoned based. It is possible to be compatible with the season of the struggle, but not the season of their success. Follow me. He says in X, that person that you say, well, I want somebody to be there for me when I hit rock bottom, right? A lot of us think like that immaturely, not knowing relationships. We want somebody to be there when we hit rock bottom. But what if they can only handle your rock bottom? What if your success is too much for them? They don't shine if you win. They have to be the winner when it comes to the relationship. So a lot of the times we are invested in being with people who understand, we feel understand us. They've been through the same experiences that we've been through. They know what it is to struggle. They know what it is to start from the bottom. And so we feel like, um, we feel like that that's something that we have in common. And so because they understand me, you know, you, you begin a relationship with them, right? Now follow me with this. Are you really compatible or do you share similar dysfunction? Two people both broken in the same area, but what happens when one person heals? You may love them, but you can't make them heal. It's not your fault if they are crawling and you're walking. Having the same feelings over the same wounds can cause you to share hearts. Once you heal, though, you will remove what you had in common. You need someone with suitability. Someone who suits the assignment that you were called to, that you were called according to God's will. They have to complement what you're called to. We end up exhausted, exhausted caring for toxicity in order to maintain an image of being happy. A lot of people who deal with narcissists will stay in a situation because it looks good on the outside. And narcissists love this, especially covert narcissists. You know, they want to look good to other people as well. They want to make people think that they have this beautiful life. They have lots of money. They have a brand new car. They want to make you think what's going on on the outside is what's really going on on the inside. Really, on the inside, you're being tormented, you're being abused, you're being devalued, you're being degraded, and no one knows. 
Now, you could be experiencing these things, being a tough person and fighting back, you know, not allowing certain things to happen. But narcissists are people who don't understand boundaries. If there's a boundary line to cross, they're going to tear that boundary line up, throw it in the fire and jump over it anyway. Any boundary that you have listed for yourself, they're going to make sure that they tackle every last one of them. And they're going to make sure that they destroy every boundary that you said you had. Anything that you are saying no to, they're going to make sure that they manipulate you into eventually saying yes to it. Right? Now, I hope that you guys are following me and what a narcissist is. Most of you, if you found this um, topic, most of you kind of got an idea because you've had the experience. But I remember coming into my own experience. Once I found out what I was dealing with, it was not something that I've ever heard of before. It was definitely not something that I thought that I had seen before. And so as I began to, excuse me, look into it, um, discover more things about it, a fear jumped over me. And immediately... um, I allowed the enemy to make me depressed. I allowed the enemy to make me blame myself. I was confused on what was wrong with me and how I had allowed this to come into my life. But one thing that we have to understand is that um, things are allowed spiritually for a reason, you know, and I know on God's part of it, he allows certain situations. They are out of decisions that we make. Oh, yes, they are out of decisions that we make. So I'm not going to say that God makes a decision for us because we do have a free will and free opportunity to choose to go the other way. But there are certain situations that are allowed to strengthen us and to bring about the path that he set for us. Sometimes if you don't go through certain things, you won't even think anywhere near what God has set for you. You won't even take a chance on it because you have no reason to empower yourself, right? You don't even think that you need to be empowered. So again, um, I did want to speak on this and I wanted to speak on specifically relationships because they are very confusing, you know? Um, Like myself, again, I had no clue what I was dealing with. I didn't even know that these people existed and it was strange to me once I found out. Um, But when God began to deliver me, I started to understand that it wasn't nothing in me that actually brought this onto myself. But because of my open heart and because of my good heart, this personality disorder was able to use that and to manipulate things and make me think or feel that things that were going on wasn't really the reality that I was experiencing. So um, I'm going to express right now um, narcissistic love and the dark side. Um, And and all of this comes from research that I've been doing to kind of compile all this information for you. Um, The reason why I've done that, and I may be repeating myself, is because, again, when people are in these situations, they can't put a name to what they're experiencing, right? They can't put a color, a face, or none of it. They can only tell you what they've been dealing with. And so, again, because psychologists have realized that this is a personality disorder, They've kind of like grouped a lot of the characteristics together because people have been experiencing the same thing. And a lot of the times when you're experiencing these relationships, it can bring about shame that you're not sharing your experiences because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to know that you've allowed yourself to be entrapped by somebody like this. 
Because, of course, this person didn't introduce themselves as this issue, as this mentally ill issue. They've never introduced themselves in that way. So, of course, once you you realize that you're trapped, you're confused and ashamed. And it's not something that you can easily share with another person. And sometimes when you do share with another person... Because they don't understand you and what they're saying, what you're saying, and you're dealing with a covert, nine times out of ten, the covert narcissist has made everybody around you believe that they're such a nice person, that they're such a cool person. And a lot of the times they are. They really are cool people. They're people to get along with. They're people to have fun with. So when you start explaining um, your experience with them, the people around you, friends, family, and all... They don't understand what you're talking about. They're thinking, no, when I see Johnny, when you bring Johnny around, he doesn't act like this. He doesn't act like anything that you are experiencing. This is why I have a strong belief in not convincing somebody to stay in certain relationships because you never know what that person is dealing with. People hide who they are very well, right? And in order to keep up the facade, of course, they're not going to show you the real monster that they are. So I just wanted to um, kind of go over narcissistic love, the dark side, um, fake intimacy, right? So narcissists fear intimacy and rely on lying to you to get you to believe they love you. What they love is the idea of you loving them. Love bombing leads to trauma bonding. So love bombing and trauma bonding are um, some of the terminology that psychologists use to kind of explain, like I said, the characteristics or the manipulation tactics and tools that narcissists use. And we're going to get into that um, later in the next episode. I will be breaking down um, each one of those terms so that you kind of get a feel of what I'm talking about. They lack empathy. Narcissists see themselves as victims. And so your emotions will have little impact on them. And therefore, it'll change. The the change for them is not like if you're asking them to change, change for them is not a realistic possibility. You will always be wrong, right? In a relationship, you will always be wrong. Admiration versus love. So for narcissists, um, they see no value in loving you, only in you loving them. Narcissists feel entitled and deserving of your admiration. And rather than love you, what they love is your admiration and not true intimacy. They won't let you in. So narcissists don't trust others and lock their vulnerabilities away, making it impossible to re- to really know who they are. They rely on you only for a source of narcissistic supply. That's another term that we're going to discuss later. Relationships are always one-sided with these people. So um, just to sum up what we talked about today is that these people are selfish, right? These people are selfish and their agenda is self-serving. And when you first meet them, you have no idea that this is what you're getting into. Um, You're thinking that this is a normal person that you are getting to know, right? But they have agendas and it's so strange. Like I said, when I first found out about narcissism and what narcissistic people I was already a few few years in. (laughs) So I had no idea. And and reading the personality of 
the person that I had experienced was weird. To read it in every article, to read it or, or to to see other women express what they've experienced, it, it was crazy. And so I began to realize that it was demonic. You know, it was a demonic spirit. It wasn't just a personality disorder. We know that God is the one who keeps our mind and keeps us sane, right? And we know that different experiences could cause us to be dysfunctional or to be toxic. There is a foundation to this stuff, right? But when you are dealing with this person, it's so confusing. You don't know that you're dealing with somebody who's so manipulative and so evil and so self-serving. Like I said earlier, it's strange. It's really, really strange. It's really like being in a twilight zone once your your eyes are open. And, and I just thank the Lord for opening my eyes. I thank him for pulling the wool off and for doing it when he was ready for it to be done. He needed me to have some experiences to, to provide me with wisdom and to provide me with a sense of clarity. I needed that in order to get through. So I thank God that even in the storm, he was there. He was holding my hand because some of the experiences that I've heard other women speak about, I thank God that he made sure that I, I, I did not experience those things. He allowed me to stay in it for his purpose and his will. And one of the things that um, set on my heart when I thought about that, when I, when I was healed and when I got over my emotions and myself and, and the trauma of what I had dealt with, one of the things that the Holy Spirit had brought me back to was when Jesus said for us to choose him, right? He said for us to choose him because his lo- his his yoke was light. And so thinking about this situation, like I just stated, I could have went through worse situations, but because this was ordained by God, this was ordained by the father, he had his hand on me and he was covering me the whole time. And the experiences that he needed me to experience, to go to his people and to tell them who he is and that he is the one who brings true freedom and that there should be no one that we put before him, his his burden was light. His burden was light. His yoke was light. This was for God's glory. And he made sure that I understood that. He gave me a revelation on the fact that he had been holding me the whole time. Yes, I have been through trauma. Yes, I have been through some difficult days. But it could have been worse. And it was only for the teaching. It was only for the the path. It was only for the calling on my life. Right. And so because God has his hand, his hands on me, there was nothing more that Satan could have done. There was nothing more that he could have tormented me with. God allowed a certain amount to season me. Right. To prepare me for his purpose and what he called me for. This podcast is definitely one of them. You know, I can't say it enough that this was never my idea. It was never my idea for my voice to be heard. It was never my idea for me to share my life or my experiences. It was never my idea for me to expose anything about myself. I'm a type of person who's very private, who who is only um, transparent when I talk to people who need my encouragement, when I talk to people who may ask for my advice. That's the only time that I'm a little uh, transparent. I'm more transparent on a one-to-one basis. I believe that the Lord has anointed me to encourage people on a one-to-one basis, right? So on here, on this podcast, I will speak on um, different experiences, but I won't give details. I won't tell my business by no means. That's that's not what I'm here for. 
right? I'm here to encourage people and to let them know that God is real. God is real and that he is with us, you know? And it doesn't, whether you believe it or not, it does not change the reality that spiritually our father is with us and that he is caring for us and that he only allows what we can bear, right? That's what his word says. His word says that he won't put any more on us than what we can bear, what we can handle. And I just thank God that I could be dead and gone today, right? Being in the midst of hell, I could be dead and gone from the choices that I made without knowing what I was getting into, right? So I just want to thank God for that. And I thank God for the listeners who who are here today who can actually hear my experiences because you've made it out. You made it out and you're not confused about what you're dealing with, which is why you're listening to this particular episode. You don't have to listen to this episode. This is something that, you know, it's it's now a term that's loosely used, but people really don't know the spiritual insight as to what narcissism is. We know that Satan, after you've experienced it, you know that Satan is a narcissist himself, right? We know that in heaven... Satan began to look at himself and all of his glory and what God had given him. And he began to think that he was better than God. He was, he began to think that he was better than his creators because he was top angel. And so because of that, it caused him to be sent straight out of heaven. He experienced God. He knows who God is. He knows who, who, how powerful and how mighty and how big, how huge God is. But even in that experience, he chose himself to look upon what he felt was better than God and, and, and to feel like he should be God or he should have his own kingdom. And that's what God gave him, not in a way that he expected, but he gave him his own kingdom for him to one day be be destroyed and he knows that that's coming soon so a lot of us have experienced a small bit of narcissism and it's very much like this you can be in a relationship with a person that you can help from the bottom up and they will get to a certain point and think that they're better than you or want to be better than you and what they do is they sabotage your life because they're jealous and they want to be above you And once they conquer you, they're willing to move on and go on to the next person and conquer them. This is a never-ending cycle. This is a spirit that is never um, satisfied. They're always seeking out for more. Um, One person in a relationship will never be enough because they need attention from everybody, right? They need to be the center of attention. This is something that they crave. They get bored easily because the attention that you give them is old. Right. So they need attention from everybody. It's a constant um, it's a constant thing that you're feeding. Right. This is a monster that's never, ever full and satisfied off of what you provide. You could never be enough. You will never be enough. They will always need more. So I hope that you guys kind of followed me on this episode and, and understood you know, what I tried to bring out today. Again, we're going to go into more terminology and more of the characteristics and break them down as to um, what other people have experienced. And again, the strange part, and it's not strange for, you know, those of us that are spiritual and that knows that there's a spiritual world aside from the natural world. It's not strange to us. But for the people who, you know, you have no clue that there's a spiritual world. You have no clue that this is a demonic spirit that you're dealing with. It's confusing. 
it's confusing. It's, it's strange. It's weird. It, it, just to even know that these people exist and that they all behave the same. The fact that they behave the same is, is an indication that this is a spirit. This is a demonic spirit that you've allowed into your life. And we're going to dive uh, deeper into this topic. And I'm going to lead you on how to be set free from this. Jesus is the only way for you to be set free from this type of situation. So I love you guys. I pray that um, this was this has given you some sort of clarity, you know, on what you've been dealing with or what you have experienced in the past. Um, know that there's no winning in a situation like this. This is a relationship that you need to end. And all you're doing, the longer you stay, is prolonging the situation. And one thing that I can offer to you is that it will get worse before it gets better. So stay tuned for more info on this topic. I love you guys. Until next episode, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Something to Say, currently airing on Spotify, Podcast, Anchor, Web Browser, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, just to name a few. For updates, please follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Both handles are the same. Something to Say Podcast 21. That's S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G, the number two, S-A-Y. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-21. This is where you can get info on updates for new uploads. You can also comment, like, and share posts. And for those of you who cannot follow us on Podcast Rooms, the link to our YouTube channel is located in the bio. Please subscribe, comment, like, and share so our message spreads out to more listeners. Inbox me or email me. Something to say podcast21 at gmail.com. Please send in DMs on topics that you'd like to discuss, prayer requests, or questions that you might have. Those of you requesting certain topics can do so anonymously. I pray that the words spoken today will take root in your heart and feed your soul. Until next time, be blessed in the name of our Lord.